I'm Nancy Showalter, and you're listening to Spirituality for the Politically Incorrect podcast. Welcome, all radical paradigm shifters and creative change makers. You who dare to create a better life and a better world, tap into the power that resides within you and use that power for constructive change. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our episode today with our guest, David Adelson, who's back with us. So happy to have you back, David. We have some exciting things we want to talk about today. So looking forward to it. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me back. I, um, I have to say I feel a little bad for your audience that they missed the lovely discussion you and I had after you stopped recording last time. So hopefully we'll make up for it today with some uh, fun and useful information and some giggles or something, but hopefully it'll make up for it. So I'm sure it will. Yeah, we had a great session last time. So folks, if you haven't heard it two weeks ago, you can go back and listen. David has a, an amazing background, which you know you can read about even in today's episode. But we're going to get right into the meat of things because we're talking today about becoming a master co-creator so that you can always have the experiences that you want. So David, tell us, what do you mean by becoming a master co-creator? What does that mean to you? Well, thank you for asking. The first thing is that as we become more responsible adults, we move from blaming what's going on in our lives to accepting responsibility. So the first thing is that somewhere along the way, we need to let go of the belief that someone who who doesn't wish us well is pulling the strings in our life. You know, the old why me, or it's all your fault, or it's the politicians, it's the boss, it's the economy, it's the weather, it's the car manufacturers, it's (laughs) my spouse, it's my kids, it's my next door neighbor, it's that these, the belief that these are the causes of my problem is the first thing we need to address when we want to recognize that we're a co-creator. Because the moment, Nancy, that we say, the fault is something outside of me, we have just given away our power. Yes, so we've absolutely. All, and, and we've all seen that situation where somebody says, you know, Uh, it's usually a bad guy in a movie and he says if you don't do this I have to kill this person and then the person doesn't do it the guy says well now I have to kill this person no you don't you (laughs) made that rule up you don't get to blame somebody else and say I'm off the hook you know after this life the place that you're going to go to they don't care what this other guy said they care what you chose to do in that moment so one of the first things to recognize is that that to be a co-creator, we want to reclaim all of the power that we knowingly or knowing or unknowingly left here and there along the road of our life. And some people have said, well, you know, if you reclaim your power, what if you were giving your power to help heal somebody? We're not talking about compassion and that. We're talking about that decision-making power and owning who we are power. And if we did give energy away to somebody 
unknowingly, we certainly want to reclaim that power back. If we're praying and wishing someone well who's in the hospital or has some bad circumstances, that's a conscious decision. We're wishing that person well. We're willing to give them money, love, food, cook for them, clean their yard, whatever, watch their kids, whatever it is. That's a conscious thing. And that's that's, that's not really right. giving away your power, though. That's, that's, that's allowing the power to flow through you to exactly. another person. Exactly. It doesn't give away your core power of who you are. Exactly. So when we talk about reclaiming our power, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that we bought something in the store because of a commercial that we saw on TV, and we don't even want it. We're talking about voting for somebody or responding to somebody in a way that we think we should, but doesn't really serve us. We're talking about those situations where we simply didn't take responsibility. We didn't take the time to find out what was going on and make a decision. We just yelled something. And as parents, we do that all the time when kids are little, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we, right. we let our fatigue and our overtiredness or our focus on something else. You know, a, a, lot of, a, a lot of what parents or even pet owners do is more about convenience than teaching right or wrong. You know, I want you to be quiet so I can take a nap or I can do my work or, right. you know, these people, I need to cook something, leave me alone. It's not about here's how to be a better person. So all of these chances, all of these situations where maybe we didn't get correct information and we made some decision. And if we didn't, weren't given correct information, again, whether it was intentional or whether it was, we want to take that decision-making power back onto ourselves. And there's a real simple way, and that's just reclaim it. And uh, one of the things that we like to say is, I now take back any and all power I have knowingly or unknowingly given to anyone anywhere. Great. That's a great claim our power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I now take back any and all power I have knowingly or unknowingly given to anyone anywhere. And that can help recharge the batteries. It, it wakens up within us that we have more control of our life than we think we do. Often, you know, people say, you're making me mad. That's giving away your power. Someone's doing something and you're allowing your, and this is what we're going to talk about, about the co-creator thing. You're allowing something outside of you to determine why. You, could, you know, in a different culture, you would have learned to laugh. In a different culture, you would have learned to throw a snowball at them. I mean, I don't <laughs> know, but right. these are situations where we're not, actively being a co-creator we're just reacting well bottom line no one can make you feel any way unless you give them permission to do so it's just that simple it, it is it's brilliant but most people don't know that recognize mm -hmm. it accept it or believe it and that's again nancy that's perfect because what we're talking about is the very first step of being the master co-creator is accepting who you are, your limits, your strengths, the best of, and I'm not saying make a list of, I'm really strong, I can bench press 500 pounds versus I'm not so great with kittens. I don't, you know, I'm not talking about that, I'm just talking about 
pulling in your power and recognizing that you're a child of the divine, a child of unbounded awareness, a child of whatever this whole creation is. And as such, there's a level of dignity and intelligence and energy that you have a right to just like the trees do, just like the animals do, just like the mountains and the oceans do. We are creators, whether we know it or not. Everything we're saying and doing and feeling and the vibrations putting out to the universe, to everyone around us, we are a creator. We create our own life and our circumstances, just like you're saying. And so it's, yes, a master co-creator is one who, like you say, takes their own power back, doesn't give it up, because no matter what, you, we are creating. If we give our power away, we're creating a condition <laughs> that we're responsible for. Absolutely. The reason we use the term co-creator is because we allow a greater intelligence than us exactly. to create us yeah. and put us and then have it. So basically, if you want to think about it, somebody creates a chessboard. And then having created the chessboard, they create the pieces. And they say, Nancy, you're going to be a queen. And David, you're going to be the bishop. And uh, Bernadette is going to be the rook or the castle. And Pete is the pawn. Whatever it is, we're born where we're born. We have certain things about us. But then unlike the game of chess, which says you can only move this way and this way, the creator then says, now, what do you want to do with this? And that's where we're the co-creator of. If we're in France, it's because we want to be in France. We've chosen to be in France. Now, I'm aware that when we're a little kid, we may not feel that we have as much control about this and we'll allow this. But once we reach a certain age and we know that travel exists, if we're in France, we're creating that we're in France. If we're in the United States, if we're in Kentucky, if we're where you are, Okay, wherever we are, we're making an active choice to put ourselves in that environment, whether and that environment could be not only just a country, but it could be a frame of mind, it could be a relationship, it could be a job, it could be a part of the town that we live in, it could be a level of social status. We are the ones who are determining, again, consciously or unconsciously, we're co-creating that particular situation. Does that make sense? Yes. And like I say, you're really talking about conscious creation because we're always creating once again, you know, our, and, and I totally agree and understand the co-creator because we are here as a creator in this dimension, we were given dominion. And so therefore we are hopefully a master co-creator with our higher self, our higher God consciousness. And that's the whole idea is to have that attunement, that alignment, that oneness, so that we are creating at the very highest level, even in our everyday mundane decisions. Exactly. And, and the key thing here, Nancy, is master co-creator as opposed to nonchalant co-creator or not unconscious co-creator half asleep co-creator or whoops that isn't what i meant co-creator or okay and that's that's the difference it's that ownership of responsibility so 
what I'd like to do, if it's okay, is just go into the different levels of co-creation. So sure. one of the is what we just talked about is physically putting yourself somewhere. Okay, you buy the car you buy, you eat the food you eat, whether it's McDonald's or some five-star gourmet place. These are things that you are co-creating that experience because you're the one walking in the door of whichever restaurant. You're the one walking in the door of wherever you work. You're the one who's choosing to go up and talk to, you know, Sam or Sally. You know, these are, these are things that you're, you are co-creating when you make these decisions. I, will I answer the phone? Will I not answer the phone? These are decisions that what happens next is determined by this decision. If right. I don't answer the phone, things will fall out because of it in a particular way. And maybe the thing that falls out is I didn't have to talk to a telemarketer and I got an ice cream. <laughs> or, you know, maybe it's some opportunity. I don't know. Uh, I, I, these days, I'll confess that if I don't know who's calling, I don't answer the phone because I figure it's a telemarketer. Um, and people who know me will text me or leave a message and I'll call them back. But that's a decision that I'm making and I'm aware that I could be missing I don't know what it is now, but it used to be Ed McMahon calling to tell me I won $10 million. I mean, you know, if I'm not home, if I don't answer, that's, you know, that's a fallout from it. But it was right. a choice that I made to not answer the phone. So one of the things that happens to us is, again, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't have this ability that you sometimes see in the, in the movies where somebody can see, well, if I answer the phone, it's going to be this person, but I don't want to answer it. So now that I know it's this person and this is what's going to happen, I can choose not. No, we're, we're kind of running down the stream looking for the next thing to land on, you know, the next stepping stone midair. And that's the way our life is. And it's kind of fun and it's kind of exhilarating and it's kind of cool that we don't know so many things. So the first thing is the environment that we place ourselves in, who we surround ourselves with, the physical things, the relationships that we get in. So that's one level of being a co-creator. And right off the bat, I just want to say this one thing, that no self-respecting man or woman will allow themselves to sit in a place that is unworthy of them. And I want to mention that because I think a lot of people are still dealing with the unworthiness, with the who am I to, how come I should do this? Oh, these lofty actors, politicians, business people, whoever they are, they've done something that they deserve to be treated this way. No, they haven't. I'm sorry, but getting and making a movie, no matter how big a blockbuster is, does not give you any more glory or right to, how do we want to say this? It gives you money. It gives you money. And that's what it gives you. But you could still be a schmuck. You could still be a nice person. The rest of that, it doesn't, it doesn't give you more intelligence. It doesn't make your vote worth more than other people's vote. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so, of course. So all of, all of the people in your audience, and in fact, everywhere and everywhere, has a right to respect themselves as whatever you want to call it, a divine being in human form, an agent of the divine, a child of the divine, a child of whatever. 
you get the same dignity that a whale gets in the ocean. You get the same dignity that a sharp shark or a bear or a giant redwood tree. You deserve that level of life. So right off the bat, I want to inspire everybody to look around and see is the life you have co-created for yourself worthy of who you are? You know, let's, let's empower mm -hmm. ourselves. Let's be really big. Now, having put ourselves in a situation and we do this by thinking about things. One of the aspects of being a co-creator or co-creator as you know is what we think we create to a greater or lesser degree. What we right. think about more manifests more quickly. We've talked about vision boards, you and I, and we've talked about all of these having goals or objectives or life experiences that we'd like to have. And by putting our attention on those, we can bring those into our life more quickly. Now, maybe what we want is orange juice to drink. And maybe the desire is I would love a fresh squeezed glass of orange juice that's organic and lovely and the perfect temperature right now. And maybe what we get is we see an ad online or in the newspaper for frozen concentrate orange juice three days later. And as far as whoever is concerned, we just got orange juice, <laughs> but it, it isn't what we intended. So one of the things, and you mentioned a little bit about alignment earlier, one of the things that we need to be aware of is not only what we think, which, which has two facets of it. One is the clarity of what we're trying to create. And second, how much power do we have behind us to create that? Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. So I was at some party once, Hanukkah, Christmas, I don't know what it was, and all these families were together, and there was one young girl, and she was four or five, and I don't know what she was trying to accomplish, but at one point she was standing in a doorway with her hands on her hips in the firmest tone possible saying, all of you in this room, I need you to get in that room. And, you know, there's 20 adults there, and they're all looking at her and think they're, that she's cute, and no one is doing what she's asking. And she, as far as she knows, she's doing exactly what she should be doing. It's what she's seen her parents do. It's what she's seen people do. This is how you do it. But she doesn't embody the power to, she doesn't have the power to manifest that yet. Right. So one of the things we need to be aware of is not, is, is first of all, when we're asking for the orange juice, the car, the relationship, that we need to have clarity of exactly what we want, which includes how we want to feel when we get it. Exactly. Not just that I want a bank account with this many zeros, but how will I feel when I have that bank account with so many zeros? And I'm talking about to the left of the decimal point, not, <laughs> right. not a bank account with just right. a lot of zeros, but there should be some number digits too. So the first thing is we want to have a very clear vision of the life that we would like to experience. Do we want to wake up happy? What will that feel like? Do we want to be excited about our job? What will that feel like? So one step of being a master co-creator is knowing clearly what you want to co-create, what, right. what you want your experiences to be, including how you will feel. The next level is being in alignment with yourself and with the source of all so that you have the power 
to create that which you're intending to do. And there's all kinds of meditation techniques. I learned TM and became a TM teacher back in 1974, um, TM.org, but Yogananda's Paramahansa Yogananda has a great, there's a lot of things that you can do. And now there's a lot of research that shows you the benefits of the different types of meditation. Mm -hmm. Prayer also works, exercise works. Some people like to strengthen their willpower through fasting or through particular dieting. Whatever, just whatever works, right? Exactly. Have the intention right. and then find what's comfortable for you. And then notice, does this make me feel stronger? Am I getting what I want to experience? Again, it'll start with small things, but is it getting easier? Is it getting simpler? And if it is, I'm moving in the right direction. And if it's getting harder consistently, we're probably not moving in the right direction. Hmm. I love the analogy of the, the child trying to give the command, but not having the power. And, and the, the concept of not only having the clarity of the vision, but the feeling of what it will be like, I call that like stepping into the reality. You, kinda, you need to step into that space of that reality, that vibrations, because then you are in and at the level of vibration that you want to attract to you. So now you become that magnet because you're there, because you, you know, you've placed yourself in that reality. And the universe doesn't know the difference between reality and unreality like we do. It, it just will supply um, that matching vibration. So right. that's, and that's why it's such an important key. Right. And the thing is that the truth is that the reason that we do most of what we do is because we want to feel a particular way. Exactly. So if we're doing it to feel that way, let's take the shortcut, start feeling how we're going to feel that way. And then just as you say, let the universe, let, let the laws of nature, let the environment around us start to create that structure that maintains that feeling day in and day out. You know, that's also the reason why it's so important to understand why you want something. Because you know, you know the saying, be careful what you wish for, you just might get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of the joke of um, where the, the guy who rubbed the Aladdin's lamp and out came the genie, and what do you want? And he said, I want all the women to love me. So he turned into a chocolate bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, perfect. And, and again, the genie thing, one of the things that I talk to people that I find with people that I work with is, when you say, what do you want? They often don't know. They, often they know say, what they don't want. Exactly. Yeah. And, I say, and, and using the genie analogy, what I say is, the genie can't do anything with that. If, you, if the genie says, what can I give you? And you say, well, I don't want. That's what you'll get. <laughs> well, he can't give that to you. He can't give you, he can't create what, he can't create anything from I don't want. I don't want pain. He, he's a creator. The genie is making things into the world. We can't make something that there's nowhere to go with that. Well, and then there's the theory, which I tend to espouse, and that is the universe does not understand the negative. That's what you're saying. So when you're saying, I don't want something, the universe is hearing, I want that. Because they don't, the universe doesn't understand a negative, and you're putting your attention upon what you don't want. 
Yeah, and we and that's one and that's perfect because we always say what you put your attention on is going to grow more in your life. Mm -hmm. So if you put in, I have this pain, I have this pain, I have this pain, I have this pain. Guess what's going to grow in your life? Mm -hmm. And if you say I don't want this pain, just as you're saying, that's a hard thing for the universe to wrap around. Exactly. But if you say I want perfect health, I want bliss, I want energy, I want joy, I want to be able to go skiing again, I want to be able to go bowling again, I want to be able to juggle, I want and to you, play the piano again, even though I've never played it before. Yeah, yeah. and and experience that in your mind. It, it's like the athletes who who literally say the day before a game or whatever they're doing, whatever their you know, sport is, some of them, they say they literally, they go through it, they feel every muscle movement, they feel every, every move, they, they feel the victory, they hear the people cheering that they won, and you know, they, they literally go through it in their mind in the vibration of exactly what they want to happen. Right, and that's a really profound level of co-creation for that minute, so or for that game or for whatever, which right. is fabulous, which is fabulous. Knowing what you want and focusing and putting the power behind it, how will you feel when you get it, is feelings is a very uh, refined level of thinking, if you will. It's a very refined level, and therefore it's closer to, to uh, it's a more powerful level. It's, it's mm -hmm. a more powerful level. So now, now we've, we, we know what we want. We know how we want to feel. We're doing what we can to increase the power. Now we start having experiences based on all of this. This is how to be a master co-creator. Now here's the thing, and we talked about blame earlier. Here's the thing. When we start to have an experience as we go through life now, we've created that experience knowingly or unknowingly, whether we've been aware that we've been, you know, I had a very heartbreaking experience years ago. We were visiting my son who was in the hospital and there was a woman who was there whose 20 year old son had just broken his neck in a car accident. Mm. And I think was going to be paralyzed. And, and she was walking around freaking out because she said, I caused this for him. I have been telling him his whole life, you're going to break your neck, you're going to break your neck, you're going to break your neck, you're going to break your neck. And, you know, you wish them, you have huge compassion, but yeah, you can't do that. Exactly. Do that. Yeah. So, so, and it was heartbreaking because you could see the pain that she was in. We also need to recognize that the son was also a co-creator in his life experience and who knows what he wanted to accomplish. Christopher Reeve became paralyzed from the waist down, and he did huge things after he did that. He became a national hero for many things, and he directed one movie. Um, I don't remember what it was after that situation, and, and he was there every morning at 6 o'clock directing the movie. And all the other actors, and you know how actors and actresses are famous for being little divas sometimes about this, that, uh, it, they said none of them could complain about anything because he was, the, you know, he was exactly. There. <laughs> He's there. They can't say that my tent is too cold or the ice water isn't the right. Right. Or the lighting doesn't make me look nice. There's some. Right. I mean, they thing. just, I mean, and just his inspiration. So we don't know what people choose, mm -hmm. but what we're talking about is what we're choosing for us. So 
we've created whatever situation we're in, and then having created it, the next thing is we pass judgment on it. We decide whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, or an in-between thing, or a neutral thing. So some things are just blah. Some things are like, no, that's not what I wanted. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Now, having passed judgment on it, which we're doing, we're applying a meaning. We're applying a meaning to a situation. Exactly. And we're determining what that meaning is, which in itself is an act of creation. Yeah. We're creating at that level as well, because, you know, we use the, the analogy that somebody is crossing the street and they trip. Now, are, are, is that somebody who now suddenly thinks hundreds of people have seen me, I'm excruciatingly embarrassed, and this is a horrible thing? Is this somebody who just shrugs it off and walks away? There's a whole bunch of, right. he's had, he or she has had that experience, and they then pass judgment on it. And then passing judgment on it, which is, you know, th that next step, the next step is having passed judgment on it, we then, again, as a creative, creative part of this process, we then decide, based on the judgment that we've passed, we then decide how to react or respond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do we feel? How do we, do we throw, do we have a temper tantrum? Do we laugh? Do we do whatever? When I was in college, uh, a friend of mine, we were, everybody, 200 people are in the dining hall. And everybody's eating at once. It's, you know, a big noisy ruckus and everything. And all of a sudden, somebody drops a tray and you hear the plates smash. And there's instantaneous silence as, there, as happens. What happened? Everybody goes to look. I don't even know if they do this anymore. Now people might just ignore it. But back then, every, instant silence. And, you know, I have a suspicion what I would have done and it wasn't what this guy did. What this guy did was immediately throw up his hands, say, that's right, I'm, and he said his name, so-and-so, I just dropped my tray, I'm so embarrassed, the peas are over there under the milk dispenser, and he just went into this little routine, having the <laughs> best time ever, and we all just went, you know, shut up, John, <laughs> we went back <laughs> yeah. to eating, yeah, right. but he just played who he was, which is this you know, right. I think he had aspirations of being a, I don't know what it was, but, <laughs> but his response was definitely not, so many people would not have responded that way. Right. You know? But he chose like, I can use this, you know, <laughs> I would have slunk away and gone and eaten outside by myself and wondered whether I could show my face again on campus for a month or two, you know, but he was just like, look at me, you know, <laughs> yeah, so, right. so, so the sequence is through thinking we create, knowingly or unknowingly, we then have an experience. We then, we then, each of these are levels that we have control over when we accept the responsibility and choose to. So the whole book, The Count of Monte Cristo, is about a character who spends his life learning to respond the way he wants to be and creating who he wants to be rather than what society would have led him to be on his own. The fact that he found an island filled with riches helped him, and we don't all have that, but the idea is that we can make who we want to be. And the interesting thing is, uh, well, I'll come to that after. Um, so we, have, we think something, we create that thing knowingly or unknowingly, whether we were focused on creating it or not. 
We then pass judgment. We then choose the response. And then we have an experience. As a master co-creator, we take control and responsibility of all of those. And when mm -hmm. you get to a particular level, when you get really good and when you're really in alignment with yourself, and there, there's one other thing I want to add, and that is, what's the purpose of creation? And there's a lot of people who have theories about the purpose of creation and how creation come. And I got a download from Divine Mother one day sitting at the dinner table with some friends, and she said, source, unboundedness, whatever you want to call it, unified field, here's a rumor within it that it has all possibilities in it because everything we see comes from that. And science is now starting to find the mathematics of how different things are coming out of the unified field and through the process of quantum mechanics and all of that. So, so the, the description I got was this undifferentiated unified field, here's within it that it that it has, here's a rumor, it has all possibilities within it, and it says, what does that look like? That sounds cool, let me see what that is. It gets all excited like a little kid jumping up and down. Waves start happening within it, out comes creation. And from the level of the unified field, or from that level, any experience is fulfilling that vision of I have all possibilities within. So. A, a new baby eating ice cream for the first time and having bliss, Hitler killing lots of people, grief, love, pain, all of these are experiences that fulfill on one level that undifferentiated desire to know itself. Now we have, so if we're having an experience, we're fulfilling that, but we have preferences, we would prefer good things over not good things. And we get to choose that. And from the level of unboundedness, it, it doesn't care. It's very, you want good things? Just as you were saying earlier about we create what vibes we put out. The universe doesn't care. If you want, if you want to be a gunslinger in the Old West, great. You know, if you want to be the hero in the Old West, if you want to be an ice guy, whatever it is, as far as the universe is concerned, the response is always the same. Great, go for we it. We have that free will. Exactly. To choose. Exactly. So we so on one level, whatever we do is fine, but on another level, as we get in more alignment, we start thinking, well, I'm the architect, I'm the co-creator, I'm the whatever of my own life. And why wouldn't I want great experiences? Why wouldn't I want love? adulation if that's what i feel i want or i want to be a monk whatever there's no judgment passed on other than in each moment we start to get to a level of who do i want to be in this moment and what do i want to experience so here's somebody who through a series of choices is now a parent and the child has done something a little mischievous the adult who's fully in alignment and fully cognizant of this gets to say, who do I want to be? What do I want to experience? Do I want to be a strict disciplinarian? Do I want to spank or hit my child? Do I want to do this? Do I want to be loving and say it's no big deal and we'll grow past it through love? We get to make those calls at that point and any call is as good as any others. And if we make a call and we say, 
well, that's not, that isn't what I want. We get to change. We get to say next time I'll do something different or leave the room or leave the restaurant or whatever. No, right. Well, there's, there's consequences to our choices. And, is, and the yeah. consequence teaches us whether we want to repeat that or we don't. And sometimes we get caught in our own loop of create consequence, create doing the same thing over and over. And sometimes people, you know, need some help to get out of some of the patterns that we all, you know, have created over eternity here. <laughs> and, yeah. and I mean, we do have, you know, that that's what this whole, to me, that's what this whole dimension here is all about, is learning. Now, we can keep cr creating at a lower level, and we're creating energy patterns that can't keep flowing between us and the higher self, because that energy is just it's too, it's misused, it's too dense, it creates things, you know, the East calls it karma, you know, whatever you want to call it, cause and effect. And there's these creations that we have to free that energy. So it, and that comes with the higher choices, the, of the joy, the love, the peace, you know, all of these things. Um, everything we do is, is energy. Yeah. So, and, and I want to bring up, because, because I totally understand what you're saying, people not knowing better keep making the same mistakes over and over again, and they know they're doing that. And there's a real simple solution. If you find yourself doing with the same result happening more than three times, get help. And get help means talk to somebody. And, if, and I'm just going to say, talk to somebody new. Seriously, it can right. be a check step out, out of your comfort zone. <laughs> just, just if yeah. the people that you've been talking to don't have the don't have the ideas, if they can't tell you how to stop, you know, it's basically that you see that in the movie. They're in the time loop. You see, you know, Groundhog right. Day kind of thing. <laughs> right. They're creating the same experiences over and over. And again, well, it's not the same day they're creating the experience. You need to talk to somebody who can give you a different perspective whoever that is, and maybe it's a life coach, or maybe it's a healer or a doctor or whoever, maybe it's somebody who costs money, and maybe it's just somebody that you run into in the park. Maybe it's, you know, we're here to help each other, and we should mm -hmm. not be shy to ask advice. You know, Japan, people, if, you, if you're in Japan, and, um, and my son's been in Japan, but I haven't, but if you're in Japan and you ask directions of how to get somewhere, and a lot of the streets are not marked, if the person doesn't know, they'll give you directions anyway. So <laughs> right. the guidebook says, always get a whole bunch of people and then take the one that the more of them set than any others. <laughs> and we can do that for anything in life. We can just right. you know, talk to the librarian, talk to the teacher, talk to the Uber driver, talk to the checkout person, talk to the person stocking the shelves in the store, talk to the policeman, talk to, you know, the, the, the department of whatever, talk to somebody and just say, you know, I'm in a groundhog deck. I'm running through. I keep this thing keeps happening, and I don't want it to. But I don't know how to. You have any ideas? And just talk to people. Right. 
talk to people and get some ideas that are different that will help break that cycle and get you into something and have the intention based on what we've just said. The first thing is know what you want. I don't want this anymore. Here's what I do want. I keep right. stubbing my toe when I go down the steps this way. Well, great. Slide down the banister. You won't <laughs> stub your toe, you know? <laughs> right. Well, you know, and then that leads you to realize that, yes, there are these conscious things that we do that we'd like to break patterns, but there are the unconscious and subconscious things that we repeat and we don't even recognize it. And that's where a counselor or a coach or somebody can help us sometimes because we don't see our own limitations many, many, many times. And, and that's where in the East they have the guru or they have, you know, somebody who can help point out who's not in it with you, but can help see it and point it out to you to help you change. Because sometimes yes. people, we just don't know. We don't, you know. And, and now you can discover those things on your own in, in meditation, prayer, different ways. You can have those downloads, those enlightenments that come to you. Like, oh, yeah, now I see where you actually kind of step back and you kind of observe this thing about yourself. And those are awesome moments when that happens. Yeah, but, and books. I want to mention books. You've written absolutely. books. I want to mention books as a source. Tapes, videos. You know, yeah. Yes. That, that there is, and the first thing to do is you don't, you don't necessarily have to start by recognizing what you're doing that's wrong. The first thing is to recognize I'm getting a result over and over again that I don't want, period. Right. I'm noticing, I'm having this experience. I'm getting indigestion every single night, every single night, every single night. I don't want that. Well, somebody's going to say, well, what are you eating? <laughs> well, you know, and then you start to say, well, maybe it's what you're eating. Maybe it's the fact that you're standing on your head while you're eating. Maybe it's, you know, but I mean, the first thing is recognize what I want is to feel good after I eat. Right. That's not the experience I'm having. Who's got an idea of what can help me. And these days with the internet, there's so many people, but go to somebody who, I, I hate to say it this way, but has an honest face. Go to somebody that you value, you value their heart. Mm -hmm. that you think that sincerely they're a well-wisher and go to several like that. Go to people who you feel are kind, compassionate people who wish well of others and get several and then try, you know, majority rule kind of thing or the one right. that resonates or, with I mean, you. when it is something like, you know, you're getting indigestion every night, then, I mean, it's also very simple to start looking at what are you eating and eliminate, okay, I'm not going to do this. What are you eating every night? What are you not? You know, you, we can go through some of those things, even ourselves, in the simpler, simpler things. That was just a simple analogy. Yeah, no, it's a great one. There was a guy that came over I think it was for a garage sale, something. Some guy came over to our house once when we were living in Iowa. And, and I said, how was your day? He said, it was great. We had a barbecue and I had, and he threw, you know, hot spicy mustard and this or whatever. He, he just, this, this really intense thing that he ate. And he said, I'll pay for it later, but I love it so much I don't care. <laughs> right. Well, he knows his cause and effect. <laughs> I, I know. He didn't care. He just, I love it so much. I don't care. I'll put up with it. He'll put up so. with the result. Right. Oh, that's great. Well, very good. Well, David, is there anything you would like to just quickly sum up on this topic or? Have we pretty much 
I think we've covered everything, Nancy, and thank you for this opportunity. I just want to remind people that regardless of where you are now, you just pick, start, start where you are now, start creating the life that you will be proud of for yourself. You know, there's a saying in India that the life of a saint is the saint's greatest accomplishment. Normally, when we think of a saint, we think of the miracles that they did. But this saying is, it's the life that they're living, moment exactly. by moment, that's their greatest Absolutely. Yes. All of us have that ability to create the life we want where we are now. And so many of us think that the life we want includes being rich and famous. And to be honest, that's not what it is for most of us. There's a Jim Carrey quote. I hope everybody gets rich and famous so they can find out and gets everything they want so they can find out that that's not what it's about. <laughs> right, exactly. So I just want to empower people. You ha everyone has God-given talents and abilities and, and decision-making power within yourself. And right now, pick yourself up, see yourself as a spark of divine light and start choosing the life that would make you proud of offering that life to the divine just beautiful the life you want yes and i and i'd like to have a closing comment too to people that when it get, when we started out you start out talking about um giving your power out to some somewhere else and being a victim and i would like to just leave the parting thought just know without doubt the power in you is greater than any power outside of you. And therefore, you can claim that power and use it in a constructive way to, to do everything that David's been talking about here. So thank you ever, ever so much, David. A beautiful conversation. And I'm sure our listeners will benefit greatly. So everyone, I'll be back with you next week. Until then, Keep an open mind, a generous heart, and a powerful spirit. Thank you for being with me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, download, and comment. I'd love to hear from you, and your support is much appreciated. And don't forget, go to nancyshowalter.com to get your free electronic copy of my book, It's Okay to Be Rich, the Entrepreneur's Guide to Increased Wealth and Personal Mastery, endorsed by T. Harv Ecker. And my free mini course, How to Speak Your Success, The Shocking Truth of How Your Words Impact Achieving Your Goals. I'll see you next week.